I'm going to try to get out to you guys what I want you to know here. And uh, I know that I have not been on um, very consistently yet. And, and mostly it's... <laughs> I, I'm just going to be honest. I have I have a lot uh, stirring in my spirit and a lot to say that I, I it's very hard to narrow it down into little you know, completely understandable excerpts here. Um, this has been a real challenge for me. I, <clears throat> I appreciate you guys, uh, listening and, and bearing with me. Um, I'm, I'm so excited about the truth that God's been showing me. I, I will do the best that I can with the Holy Spirit's help to bring you, um, some revelation that hopefully will be life altering in, in a good way. But uh, I'm just realizing that my whole life I've had a perception of God that that isn't really accurate, and so I'm a searcher. You know, I'm the kind of person that um, I want I want to know why, and I and I look into it um, before I go and stake my life on a certain belief. And it's been tough for me um, because I've been in church most of my whole life, and there seems to be this war between you know, whether you teach the fear of God or the love of God and, you know, people that think that the grace message and love message is, you know, (laughs) not harsh enough or whatever, like it's getting into new aginess and, you know, all this kind of stuff. Like, uh, I, I have a hard time with that because my life experience would prove that love actually motivates love motivates action. It motivates loyalty. It motivates, uh, servant, um, servanthood, you know, kind of a spirit of, of servant leadership, all that kind of thing. Uh, fear in my experience, (laughs) it paralyzes. It makes you feel like a failure. Um, it, it makes you feel inept to do anything. And the truth is without God, we are, and he is to, to be feared. Uh, if we don't understand that he is the almighty and above us, uh, we're already in a, in a bad way. But I think most people are really aware of their shortcomings. And honestly, our self-hatred often consumes our entire view of God. I mean, first of all, there's the idea of like, he's always mad at me or I'm always letting him down or disappointing him. Um, because our perceptions of ourself are are usually formed by, you know, what people say about us as kids growing up. And, you know, you get this idea or as you've done certain things that people didn't like or society doesn't seem as acceptable or whatever, you begin to get this view of yourself that we then project onto God as if that's how he views us. But the thing is, is that God is all-knowing and all-powerful. He's the beginning and the end. The entire story of all of earth, all of humans, all of everything, he's all-knowing. So for us to think, and and it's not even that we think it consciously, but, but subconsciously for us to kind of have the idea that God sees us the same as we see ourselves, um, that's actually really ignorant. And thank God for revelation because it's so freeing to imagine that 
we actually do not have a correct perception of how God sees us until we look, until we search. And I've just been so (laughs) excited to see this lately because I I guess I'll just tell you a little bit uh, about myself. I haven't done much of that, but you know, when I was younger, I grew up um, fearing God, definitely kind of pictured him as a hammer coming down every time I messed up. I didn't want to go to hell. I tried really hard to do things that would, you know, keep me from going to hell. But unfortunately, (laughs) um, when the people that were in the church at the time were, were pulling out the scriptures that made it look like the Bible is just a rule book, you know, it's got the do's and it's got the don'ts. You got to stay away from, from the don'ts or else you're in danger of hellfire and this kind of thing. And when you lack understanding uh, of the, of the point of the entire Bible, um, it, it can be really, really damaging so much so that, I mean, obviously once I failed enough times, you know, staying away from the don'ts or whatever, I just give up you know, walk away from it all. I didn't really want anything to do with Christianity. It it really upset me (laughs) and I was tired of trying. And so, you know, if I, if no matter what I did, I couldn't please God. If I was too human for God, then I was done with him. What I didn't realize though, is that that wasn't God and that wasn't his heart towards me, but it was the way people were perceiving and projecting the 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 bible the word to me so um once i had stopped going to church and you know didn't really care anymore or whatever god actually uh gave me an experience with him that um i didn't see coming from a million miles away it was i i was blindsided by him when i was basically in the in the spiritual place of like I'd sooner spit in God's face than, <laughs> than, you know, accept anything from him. And, um, but, you know, as a young kid in my frustration, I had cried out, you know, if you're real and if you do love me, you know, please don't ever let me <laughs> not know you. And, um, you know, so this is years later, forgotten about the prayer, all that. It, you don't, he was just looking out for me because underneath what people were calling my rebellion, God understood my heart. And he, he showed up and he gave me a chance that no one in the church would give me by letting me know that when my heart was broken, he cared about that. And he wanted to give my heart a home. And Yeah. (laughs) That's amazing stuff, guys. When he shows up, it's amazing. And it's changed my life. So my point is, is that my, when I, when I understood his compassion towards me, when I understood his reaching out towards me, it blew my perception of how he saw me um a, a little 
a little crazy. So I'm like, okay, apparently I don't really understand who God is if he can see me in a compassionate way when I'm so, you know, wicked <laughs> towards him right now. Um, and apparently I don't understand how he sees me. Like, it was the beginning of me understanding that I didn't understand anything. <laughs> so so from there, it, that was the beginning of me searching and actually went to a program, a discipleship program, to begin really trying to understand who is this God? What is he all about? And so from there, through the understanding, at least on, on some level, and of course, since then, there's been more levels of this revelation of his love. You know, I got to be honest with you. Understanding God's love has also helped me understand how powerful, how amazing, how desperately not okay we are without him. And so love has not made me go, oh, I can do whatever I want. And God loves me anyway. That is not what the love message is about. We're talking about understanding a genuine father's love that literally sees us as precious literally like precious like we think of it as our baby when we have they're just precious little thing and and his love and his care and it's like when we do things that corrupt our lives or whatever it's not that he's disappointed it's that we are the ones that suffer so he feels sympathy or sad for us when we miss the guiding that he's given us it's like we think we're doing god some big favor by doing the right thing and he's the one that said your works are like filthy rags your works are for, our works is for our sake okay he 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 put these things into place to guide us in the best way for life to go on this earth but here's what's really tough. You know, behaving correctly, making sure I don't murder or cause, make sure I honor my parents. You know, sometimes that kind of stuff can be a little bit hard. But actually, that's not the hard part. The hard part is making myself vulnerable enough to accept his love and courageous enough to see myself through his eyes. Because if I actually decide to have the courage to see myself in a way that he sees me instead of seeing myself through the filter of all my sins, all my failures, all the things I wish I would have gotten done today, but I didn't get done. And so living your life feeling like you're just disappointing God all the time is not good news. Therefore, it can't be the crux of the gospel, right? The gospel means good news. It's, it's not good news if you just found another way for people to tell you how you're failing every day. Can you imagine really risking to see yourself the way that God sees you? Did you know that when God sees us, he doesn't actually see us through the filter of our sin. <laughs> They're gone. They're, they're as far as the east is from the west. He remembers them no more. Like we think of it as like he, he's looking at us and kind of, you know, 
well, you messed up, but I love you anyway. Okay? Here's the thing. The way that people perceive us as kids when we're growing up or whatever, we literally project that onto how God sees us. And then as we're older, how we see ourselves, we project that onto God as if that's how he sees us. So when nothing's good enough for us and we're failing at this and that and you know we're judgmental and and rude to others and ourselves and everything we assume that that's where God's at and it's just it's just not <laughs> so so how God does God see us he loves his bride he is a, a father <laughs> of all of his children and and he walks in total confidence knowing that he has everything under control okay kids feel safe with a dad there's a i got it kids it's gonna be okay you know he's the bridegroom of a bride like how do you feel when you when you're in love with someone it's like they might do something wrong and someone else is like, oh man, you know, that could be a red flag or whatever. And you're like, no, but see, I love them. That's all right. I don't need them to be perfect. I just love them. And that is how he sees us. Like he just, he's just infatuated with his bride and he just loves us. So nobody can talk him out of that. Okay. He's the one who created us. He's literally the creator of me. So here's, here's food for thought right here. Why do we see ourselves as separate from him? In other words, it's up to me to make sure that I do things right and, and have enough faith and I got to do this and I got to do that. Oh, man, I hope I'm getting, uh, I hope this revelation is coming through. We are one with him when we accept his love that we can't comprehend because we know we're, that we're sinners. We are no longer separate, trying to convince him, trying to make him be okay with us, trying to, we're not separate if we have had the humility and the courage and the vulnerability that it takes to literally accept his love as it is, which is 100% unconditional, why would the Bible bother with the agape thing if it wasn't true? We can't throw that off and be like, yeah, it's unconditional if you do the right thing. Guys, really, <laughs> get this revelation the unconditionality of it is what makes it so amazing that you would never want to do anything but be loyal to and heed to the guiding and the directions and what people call the commands of God. Understanding that undeserved love being unconditional is what makes a person's heart loyal. I did not deserve this, but it is a hundred percent 
freely given regardless of me. Therefore, I want to live for this love affair, for this relationship with my creator, with now I get to be one with him because he went to the point of giving his life up so that I could be with him. That was when I was still a sinner. I mean, Jesus on the cross asked God to forgive the people who were crucifying him. And we can sit here self-righteous and think, well, I've never done that. We were all sinners. Having the courage to accept the humbling thing. It's not up to us. When, when it's like we go back and forth from, from self-righteous to self-loathing. And either way, you know, we're either patting ourselves on the back or we're really upset because we failed. <clears throat> and, and we don't like ourselves. And, and either way, it's still about us somehow. It's still about us. Like, wait a second. We're one with the Father. This is amazing news. This is fantastic news. This is good news. And we do not have to sit there in our churches and be talking about people presuming on his mercy. Every day we trust his mercy. Because you know what? Like, like a bridegroom who's super excited about his bride. Every single morning. The Bible tells us that every single morning. You can just picture him coming right in the room and saying, I have a new gift for you again this morning. Guess what it is? Mercy. Again and again and again. And if you woke up to literally new mercy every single morning, wouldn't you be like, oh, man, I, I want to do everything I can to stay one with this person, with this being, with this, with your creator. Like, Lord, what, what, what are we going to do today together? If you have that mentality, you're not going to have to be sitting there thinking, well, I hope I don't kill anybody today, whatever. <sighs> if you're one with God, that's, that's not a thing. <sighs> I have so much more to bring you guys. I, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. And, um, but I'm telling you what, I, I'm, I'm deep in a lot of thoughts and I, I really want you guys to allow the Holy Spirit to let this sink in and search stuff out for yourself. Um, it's just amazingly freeing to understand that you're just his. He called you by name. It's unconditional. The mercies are new every morning. His love is not through a filter of all the things you've ever done. It's just there. And what he wants from us is the humility to accept it. Because that's what it takes. Realizing it's not about what I do well or what I do poorly. It's about his amazing love. How can it be? Everybody remember the song? <laughs> but it is. How can it be? I don't know what it is. That's what makes him amazing. That's what makes me want to follow him. I hope you do too. Thanks.